superpowers on the Super Power Up Podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers Podcast show. I'm your host, Tatiana Berenday, and I'm really excited to have with me today Dana Ferrant. Um, we're going to be talking about the dominatrix approach to female empowerment. And it is not every day that I get to interview a former dominatrix and discuss things sort of from this shadow side. So I'm really, really excited to dive in with Dana today. Um, Dana Ferrant is a master healer, life strategist, former dominatrix, and past CEO of a seven-figure business. She helps people get out of their own way and live. No excuses, no apologies. Their most powerful, connected, and fun-filled lives. Having grown up in a cult and survived just about every form of abuse, she's made it her life's work to heal herself first and then help others to truly step out of victim into authentic power, utilizing 25 years of working with clients and refining her process to what works. So let's give a big, warm, superpower welcome to Dana Ferrant. I'm so happy to have you here today. Oh, thank you, Tatiana. I've been looking forward to connecting with you in this interview. Yeah, me too. Um, so I am going to start out this interview with a question that we love to ask people when they come on the Superpower Podcast shows, and that is, what are your superpowers, Dana? I would say one of my interesting superpowers is being able to smell the bullshit. So when people are, (laughs) thank you, (laughs) there's no lying to me because I can tell energetically. Um, So when somebody's lying, there's an energy resonance. And, And so I, you know, when people are talking to me and they are deluding themselves as to, you know, who they think they are or what they're capable of, I can really suss that out and then be able to feed that back to them. So I'm the bullshit sniffer. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and so I am just like super curious about to know more about you, about your life, about how you came into this work. Um, you know, like I mentioned, it's not every day that I get to talk to someone who's worked in the dominatrix field. I find it to be a really fascinating world that I know very little about. Um, but I'm very intrigued, like what led you into that work and how do you pull from that work into what you do today with your clients? Mm, Thank you. Yeah. So I need to kind of back it up. I'm going to take, you know, go back to my childhood in which I experienced sexual trauma and and spent a number of years, you know, figuring out how to heal that. So when I left home and left that cult, I, you know, went through all these different therapies and was trying to, you know, work through it. And, and then along the way, I found that I had this desire to experience the, the kink world. So the, the BDSM, which is that whole, you know, whips and chains, you know, power play and, and pain and pleasure mix. And, and that actually led me into discovering that that world, that scene set up was a way for me to heal the sexual trauma on such a deep level because I was able to surrender. I was able to recreate the experiences, but have an entirely different outcome, which allowed me to take back my power. Hmm. It also allowed me to actually physically release the trauma out of my 
my cells at a level that I you know, didn't even know was possible. So that, of course, that experience and, and my being a healer led me to want to take other people on that journey. So that's where I, you know, traded sides of the whip, so to speak, and stepped into being a dominatrix because I, I wanted to take people on this journey of healing and deep, deep transformation that is possible within that realm. And it's something that a lot of people don't tend to think about because on the outside, it looks like this power over kind of situation. And, and that's not at all what it is. We, we pretend to have power over, but in, in fact, the submissive has all of the power. They have the ultimate stop. And we just do this little dance where they surrender their power so that the facilitation can take place, so that this transformation can happen and, and this wonderful experience can happen. And it's actually very, um, it's very healing. It's, well, with a good person, it's very healing. <laughs> there are some interesting people in that world too. Um, but for me, it was always in that healing bent and, um, and the interesting play that can happen in, you know, allowing somebody to experience a deep level of surrender, a deep level of like meditation that, that nobody ever gets to was such an incredible gift for me. Hmm. Um, now, I I heard you say that, you know, there's, that you were approaching it in a very healing way, but that maybe not everybody um, in that world is work, coming from that place. And, and a question mm-hmm. that comes up for me is, you know, if someone is hearing that, say someone has experienced a lot of sexual abuse trauma in their past and, and they make a decision to want to come you know, to, to, to choose the path of seeing a dominatrix or seeing somebody in the BDSM community to work through that, what would you recommend that people sort of look for in their exploration of that so that they find someone who is genuinely coming from a place of a desire to heal and not, because I think it can get, the, the lines can get kind of blurred in that. Absolutely. Uh, and, and great question. So here's what I would suggest the map out. First and foremost, when you're entering that, um, that world, that you need to have already done a certain amount of your own inner work. You can't go there completely broken. Um, so you need to know where it is that you feel empowered, how that feels to be empowered. And approaching these situations, approaching people from the perspective of, I don't need to give up all of me in order to have this experience. And, and so, you know, the initial um, meeting with a dominatrix or a dom, which would be the male version, um, it should be neutral. You should be two people coming together as equals. If that does not feel like equals in the beginning, run. Because then the other person is not from that headspace of, um, of having your interest in mind, right? So that's, that's one red flag. The other red flag I would say to look out for is if you can, um, if, you're, if you're seeking out a professional, then get recommendations from other people. You know, how does this person play? Do they respect boundaries? Do they respect hard limits? Um, if you're going the public route where you're going to experience you know, play parties, those are great because you can, you can visually see how somebody plays and engages with others in that gives you a lot of information. So do your research just because you want to experience this and you want to actually surrender, you know, your, yourself in the scene 
does not mean that you surrender who you are outside of the scene. And I think that's a really important distinction for people that you're not giving up who you are in order to have that experience. Thank you for that. I think that is, that's a really important distinction to make. Um, I think it can be easy to get lost in that world a little bit. It is. And especially for some people who are new and they're really keen and, you know, they really want to experience it. And, and for people who are, you know, more submissive of nature, they tend to, you know, they tend to be the people pleasers and they, you know, they're the ones that often get walked on. And, and I saw a lot of abuse happening within the kink community where there were people who would take advantage of that. They, they know that there are these people who can easily be preyed on. Um, but having somebody who can kind of be your mentor along the way and kind of, you know, a checkpoint. So before you say yes to playing with anybody, you can maybe check in with them and say, Hey, what do you think of this person? Mm. If you, if you don't trust your own inner wisdom just yet, then have somebody else who's got your back. Mm -hmm. That is great advice. Thank you so much for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And you mentioned, you know, encouraging people to do a fair bit of their own work on their trauma before entering into that realm. And what do you recommend for people to really move through some, some of the more intense traumas? Um, You know, there's a lot of different ways to approach this. I know for myself, I did, uh, I did a fair bit around, you know, group counseling. I went to a one-on-one counselor and those were really great for the intellectual side of things. And, and there are, I think there are faster ways to kind of move through it now. There's, my my opinion anyway. I, I like some of the um, energy psychotherapy tools. So neuro-linguistic programming, even things mm-hmm. like um, emotional freedom technique, which is a meridian tapping. Um, a lot of the stuff that, that I do is in the in that psychotherapy energy realm. And it moves people through it in a way that's a little gentler instead of having to relive it, which mm-hmm. they're finding actually you if you are reliving it like going through the details and whatnot you are actually re-traumatizing yourself right so you want to have something that's actually starting to move it out and getting you to a place where you're feeling more empowered in general beautiful um i can't wait to dive deeper into your story um we are going to take a quick break but before we do will you tell people where they can find out more about your work and and how to find you Absolutely. So my website is DanaFarrant.com, which the last name is spelled P-H-A-R-A-N-T. You could also get to it via InnerDominatrix.com. And then, of course, my name, if you Google my name, I am the only Dana Farrant in the world. So you can find me through all the social media that way. (laughs) That's pretty cool. It is. (laughs) Um, That's very unique, actually. Um, Okay. Awesome. I really can't wait to dive deeper into some, you know, some real practical tips that women can walk away with that from Mm -hmm. your own journey. Um, When we get back from the break, we've been talking with Dana Fairman about the dominatrix approach to female empowerment. 
Stay tuned. A lot more juicy stuff when we get back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. All right, welcome back. So so tell us how this journey of you know walking through the world of the dominatrix the dominatrix, I take it that you're not actively doing that work anymore. No, I'm not active in that right. in that area. Um, and, go ahead. So I'm just curious, like how you took the lessons and and the skill set that you gained from that experience and really move it more in the direction of empowering other people, empowering yourself, maybe not from a sexual perspective, but just from a whole life perspective. Hmm. So here, here we get another little story. So. Um, 2012 was when I transitioned out of the King community and, you know, the universe always brings us our, our lessons when we're ready for them. And when you don't follow the nudges, you get the two by four. So, right. the, you know, <laughs> and, and I always have to wait for the two by four. That's why I am. <laughs> so I, you know, in 2012, I had the King community turn on me and people started spreading rumors and it became very uncomfortable. And anywhere I went, there was always this stuff going on and I just was like okay that's it I'm gonna pack up my whips and go home and and that's what I did and and it was just one of these turning points and then that year um, my business had actually hit a catastrophe point and we ended up um, in a bankruptcy situation Hmm. and that that piece made me realize where I was not bringing my personal skills into my professional life I wasn't leading from this dominatrix energy. I wasn't standing in my power fully. I, I, I didn't hire people who were best for my business. I hired people who needed a job that I could easily find. And so, of course, when you don't hire the right people, they don't do the job as effectively as, as the right people could. So we had lots of problems. We had money le- leaking all over the place. And even though we had lots coming in, we had more going out than what was coming in. Um, so that whole process and, and transitioning the business, because I, I chose to actually restructure it. So we laid everybody off, um, went down to just me, and I built it back up um, to what I wanted to, it to be. And, and that whole transition time made me realize where, again, where I need to bring this dominatrix energy in. And I could see that when I stood in that energy, when I could bring in that wonderful juicy energy into the business my sales would go up and if I let that energy slide my sales would drop it was dramatic and so it locked in for me that it was like this is so important for women in business Mm. I mean women in general but in particularly in business because Mm. a lot of women do not stand that firmly in their power and firmly doesn't mean that you're aggressive like I it's never about aggressive for me I'm strong and immovable, 
but I can, I can walk into a room, be strong and immovable without saying a word. Right. So it's the energy. It's who you, who you embody, how you embody that energy. So for me, I took that and said, okay, this is the archetype. Now the, the dominatrix is now an archetype for me to be able to say, okay, here's what you want to step into and teaching women how to connect with that archetype. What does it feel like to be in that energy? What does it feel like to be connected to your power? And, and how do you get there? And, and that's the path that I've been walking for the last few years. It's so beautiful. I mean, if you can, would you, I'm, you know, I hear you talking about this power and I get, I, I can feel, I can feel the place and the resonance in myself of, of that mm-hmm. space. But I'm, and I know that sometimes it's really hard to put language to some of those states, mm-hmm. um, those embodied states. But I would love to ask you to try, if you can, maybe mm-hmm. define, define a little bit for us, what is that dominatrix approach for somebody who's listening and it's like, all right, you've got my curiosity peaked. Um, I'm a woman in business and I get trampled on all the time or, you know, I know that I'm, I'm trying to do things inauthentically, you know, how, how can, how can you define that a little bit to give somebody who might be listening something to work with? Mm-hmm. Material to work with? Yeah. And so here's what, here's what I define the dominatrix archetype as, which might give a little, you know, a feel for people and the dominatrix First and foremost, she gets to a space where she doesn't judge herself or anybody else. And that's really the foundational piece of it is that is is that removal of judgment. And when you remove that judgment, then when you move about in the world, it becomes a matter of does this work for me? Does this not work for me? As opposed to getting caught up in the spin of all of the emotion, all of the I should, I can't, I'm not worthy, et cetera, et cetera. Now, when we come from this place of non-judgment, the next step of it is that the dominatrix has a complete willingness to lose everything. And it doesn't mean you try to destroy anything. It's that you are not attached to how it comes in, when it comes in, um, and you can leave space for something even better than what you've imagined. So that non-attachment is again, it's, a, it's kind of, it's that high level um, piece that a lot of us talk about getting to, you know, being, being not attached, but it's, I talk about it in the willingness to lose everything. When you're, when you're willing to lose everyone and everything, now you can go about with utter freedom. I really, life. I really love you framing it that way. I think that's a, that can be a really helpful construct for, for some people. I really felt the, the difference in, in framing it like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say the, the last piece of it is, um, is being really deeply connected to your inner knowing. Actually, second last piece. I won't be so about it. But. Mm-hmm. So being connected to your inner knowing, your inner compass, um, which is your intuition, you know, the dominatrix. There's, although, again, in the, in the physical world, people see it as, you know, using the whips or floggers or tools, but there's a very strong energy component. And when you're in a scene, you need to be energetically highly aware of where the other person's at, what they need, where you need to tweak your session. And so you're deeply, deeply present and connected. And for, for so many of us, like we need to have that space where we get in and get 
connected. So here, you and I are doing this interview. I'm not thinking about my laundry list. I'm not thinking about what I need to you know, do after this. It's like I bring my all of my attention right here, right now. And then I'm able to bring the best interview that I possibly can. And that's that dominatrix energy. It's like once you're in the dungeon, all of your focus is in the dungeon. Like just, it's mm. imperative. And I think so many of us don't break it to that level where this is do or die. You must bring all of you in and having that commitment. So, and then the fourth piece for me is, you know, we talk about female empowerment, but the dominatrix actually has the perfect marriage of masculine and feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And this again is, is hugely important for business, right? With women, we, we, often we're very connected to our intuition and we want to be in flow. And then what happens is that we're like here, there and everywhere um, because we have this ability to, you know, be aware of everything that's going on, but we don't bring ourselves into that masculine energy, which is the laser focus, get shit done. Right. right. And we need both. We need times where we're like, okay, this is the task. Let's get it done. Get it out of the way. And then we need other times where we're like, okay, where do we need to go next? How do we need to structure the business? And we bring in that wonderful, beautiful flow of the feminine. So that's, that's a, that marriage for me. So beautiful. Yeah, I, this has a, a, been a real theme in my life, this, this marriage of the masculine and the feminine. I'd love to hear your take, because something that I've seen a lot, especially with women in business, you know, I, I know a lot of women entrepreneurs and, um, and women who have worked in corporate, and something that I have seen a lot of is sort of like the over-masculinized woman. Can you mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit? Oh, yeah. And, I, you know, I have a lot of clients that start out that way because so many of our business models, so many of our, you know, business gurus that are out there, they only know the masculine model, which is push through, plow, um, get it on task, and just stay the course. That's a masculine model. But for women, that, that depletes our energy and is not nurturing. And, the, and you dishonor that ability to know when is it you know, when do you need to be doing this? Like, so as an example, um, one of the things that I do with social media is that I, I really, I, I don't always perfectly do this, but I try to intuitively connect with, okay, which group do I need to drop into today? Or, you know, when, and then, and then once I'm there, it's, oh, which post? And so I can use my time very effectively because I'm engaging my intuition. Mm -hmm. And then bringing in the masculine is, is like keeping myself on task of like, okay, today is day for getting blogs done, getting newsletters done. And I, you know, a lot the time and I just, you know, stick to it because otherwise I can, you know, wander off and, and, and take, you know, 10 hours to do my one blog, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which yep. is just not a bad So, so I think we need to, you know, find those, those other models for women as opposed to following what works for men because what works for men is not what works for women. Hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I I've, I've seen that and and that what I've what I've seen also it seems like we're in a collective shift around sort of the overarching energetic. This is this is what I've been observing. This is, you know, I've I've worked with um a lot of different indigenous 
elders who have talked about this shift that we're in one in particular a grandmother that I work with who's from the Mayan lineage and she you know the Maya have they talked about the the end of um, you know 2012 being actually the birth of a new cycle and sort of the mm-hmm. end of this um, masculine dominated actually from an astrological perspective mm-hmm. you know 2500 year cycle of of masculine dominated energies and that we actually on December 21st 2012 that shifted um, yeah. towards um towards a more um, female led energetic and so it seems like it's not only women who are sort of struggling with that like push through at all costs mentality mm-hmm. Um, that that mentality is actually not serving the whole right now. It's not. I mean, it, this is very true for men as well, but I think women women suffer, what I see, that women suffer physically when mm-hmm. we don't find that balance. Mm-hmm. We don't have some enough flow in our lives, then it shows up um, dramatically in our energy, in our mm-hmm. sleep cycles, in our menstrual cycles it's going to show up in those areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we are more, more body based just mm-hmm. by design. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. I have so enjoyed talking to you. This has been so fun. And I, I want to just like sit and pick your brain for a really long time. I and... know. I know. <laughs> it's so lovely. The energy is so beautiful, but yeah, <laughs> good to know you better. Um, but thank you so much for, for taking the time to be on our show today. I really have appreciated talking with you. For our listeners, you can find out um, more about Dana. Go to her website, danaferrant.com, D-A-N-A-P-H-A-R-A-N-T.com. And that will also be in the, you know, the words that we print on the website, all that good stuff. Um, So thank you again for being with us today. Before we sign off, is there like one one last thing you want to leave our listeners with? Um, if I can give a shout out to a program that I'm doing right yeah, now, absolutely. Yeah, so I've been I've been starting this this program called the Trauma Release Program, hmm. and for me, it is the base work before people are willing to step into their inner dominatrix, and that is healing the sexual trauma out of people's bodies. And sexual trauma doesn't necessarily mean that you've, you know, encountered something physically. Um, It can also be imprinted through subtle things, um, messages that we got, uh, having cat calls on a regular basis, subtle little harassment or digs. and, And we have these disruptions in our sexual energy. And that's our foundational piece. And so you cannot step into your power if you have disruptions in that. So I have a um, a program and you can try it out for 30 days free. So you can experience 30 days of it. If it's for you, you can continue. If it's not for you, you can just say thank you for the gift and and move on. So that Mm -hmm. is on the website. Beautiful. And it's called the Trauma Release Program? Yes. Awesome. I'm definitely going to send some people your way because that's not uh, my highest skill set is working with not w- working with acute trauma, um, and I know that. And so, I'm really happy to know about that resource. And thank you so much. I hope that some of our listeners take advantage of of that gift. It's really a very generous offering. Thank you. Yeah. My pleasure. Absolutely. 
So again, thank you, Dana Ferrant, for coming on the show. We're talking about the dominatrix approach to female empowerment. To our listeners, I love you so, so much. Thank you for being with us. And until next time, go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. Many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.